0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chat. dry settle, rebound over to Nugent
1: Hopkins, crosses, shoots and scores. Dry-subtle, far down, 3-2 Edmonton. The Oilers with their first lead of the night with 6.58 to play.
2: Leon Dreisaitl fires home two in the third period as the Edmonton Oilers down the Nashville Predators. 3-2 tonight at Rogers Place. The Oilers snapped their two-game losing streak and improved to 29-20 and six on the season.
3: Let's go live to head coach Dave Tippett. You know, our power play came up big for us a big, you know, I. you talk about working for your breaks. We uh, we had a couple real good chances in the first. Uh, didn't capitalize and then uh, at the end of the second we got a break on the first power play goal at the end and then uh, you know it's a tight game Leo's line makes a heck of a play to get it tied and then uh, Leo makes a hell of a shot and and we get the win but it was a tight game I mean it's I'm I'm sure you look at the chances of that it'll come out pretty even both teams competing hard for space and uh, that's what we were looking for from our team we wanted to compete hard and get out of the little funk we're in, and we were able to do that and get two points.
4: Dave, uh, McDavid took a tumble there behind the net. Uh, yeah. But was it a, an issue with the knee, and, and what was his status?
3: Not not as hurt. There, He's got a little bruise on top of his knee or something like that, but uh, they looked at it between periods, he iced it, and then they wanted to ice him right after the game again. So, uh, But I asked him, how are you doing? He goes, I'm fine, I'm playing. So that's... That was the last I heard of it. So he said through the game he was completely good to go out. Yeah. He's, I asked him. The TD came in and said he's icing it after the second period and I said, is he playing? And he said, yeah, he's playing and got out there and played.
4: Sounds like he was being looked at after the game. I know it's early, but is the expectation that
3: this is not anything serious? No, as far as I know. I mean, he came back and played. I asked him, are you right to play? He goes, yeah, I'm playing. So that's. Hey, but but you get a bruise on your knee, you ice it, and especially with him, it's there's expert, extra precautionary stuff. But as far as I know, it's, it's nothing serious. What did they
1: tell you on the why there was no icing on that before their first goal?
3: Said that he thought he could have got it. I watched the tape of it. I I would disagree with that, but. But, it, you know, it just goes back. There was a couple earlier, too, that were kind of sketchy. And then there was a couple the other night that were kind of sketchy. And uh, so you just get a little sensitive to it. That's, but you got one back, though, when it went off Torres' foot there at the end of the seconds. That's, that's what I say. You, work, you earn your breaks, right? So uh, Cassian only played seven minutes. Yeah, I got stuck. Just tight game. That was not by design, but... Uh, just tight game the way the penalties were going he didn't get as much as I would like him to get. Was he on that, that line though because you wanted to shake things up or you hadn't seen enough? wanted to try to chase on on that other line is why I put him there right so it's and Archie and Sheehan were going good and I don't want to mess with that other line so Cass will get more next game it just that's, that's just the way it worked out today.
2: Dave a couple of Probably off nights by Leon Draisaitl standards, but he really seemed to take his game to the next level and, and really take control of the game in the third period. What did you
4: see from him to be able to do that?
3: Tonight? Well, he's just he's such a such a dominant player when he plays a big, strong game, and and that's where he was tonight. Like he just he holds the puck. He just he just he can dominate the game at times. And then the one thing he is, like people don't give him a credit enough for being a fast player. Like you look at. He can beat people out wide, and as you, know, you saw, our second goal—that's that's a heck of a play by him. So, he's just—he's uh, an all-round player, and you know what—he knows. You don't have to tell him that he had a couple tough games. Like everybody had some tough games, but he know—he—he's he's a smart hockey guy. Like his his dad's a coach. He knows how to—he uh, knows how to evaluate his own game. So, he knew uh, things weren't going as well as he'd liked, and he knows he's one of the leaders on our team, and. He played with a purpose to turn it around tonight, and he did. You assess Mike Smith's play over the last, you know, two, three, four weeks. Yeah, real, real solid. Like he's really, he's really dialed in. We they went on that one road trip out east, and he he played real, real well early, and we just ran with him, and he played real well, and uh, you know he. Only played two periods of the Calgary game, and then we played Kosk a couple just to uh, get him up and going. But now Schmidty jumped in there on his 600th game and played very well. So credit to him. All
2: right, thanks. Head coach Dave Tippett live on 6.30. Chad, Oilers win 3-2 over the Predators. Those comments for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Live in Studio 99, overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. Oilers trailing 2-0 late in the second period. Turris accidentally boots it into his own net and then... Leon Dreisaitl, with a lot of help from Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, fires home two in the third to get the win.
5: Well, the one at the end of the second was a heartbreaker for the Predators. Uh, They they were playing a good game. Their goaltending was outstanding. Uh, Saros just made a fantastic save on Connor McDavid. Connor had broken in, got behind, and and we've seen him make that move time and time again where he beats the goalie short side high, and, and it didn't go in. And so everything is going Nashville's way. And it comes down to losing a face-off. The Nashville Predators lost a face-off with like 12 seconds to go or 15 seconds to go in the period. The puck comes out and Connor throws it on net and it bounces off of Tura's foot about 15 feet out of the net and bounces in the net. At that point, there was nothing getting by that goaltender. Nothing. That one bounces in. It's a freak goal. And all of a sudden, there's life in the Oilers dressing room between periods. The Nashville Predators go, and they're feeling, okay, what did we do wrong? We should be up two. And you could tell at the beginning of the third period the life that the Oilers had. They pushed the pace early in the hockey game, or early in the period, and Nashville was on its heels. And it was just a matter of time before the Edmonton Oilers tied it up. And again, who is it? The, the guy who's been the star for them all season long, Leon Dreisaitl, with a couple big goals.
2: Leon Dreisaitl, up to 85 points on the season. We have Vancouver and Calgary on the big screen here in Studio 99, and Matthew Kachuk, I did miss the number of who he's fighting. But number Matthew, nine for, Matthew Kachuk in an uh, early Vancouver. fight here with the Canucks. And by the way, the Canucks have already scored in this game, so we'll keep you updated on that one. The Oilers a point behind Vancouver for first in the Pacific Division and currently one point up on Vegas and a couple points, uh, three points up on both Winnipeg and Arizona in this tight race in the Western Conference. Rob, the Oilers' power play goes two for four. Their penalty killing goes three for three. Mike Smith makes 27 saves. He's 7-0-2 in his last nine decisions. And as you get into a season, and you referenced it the other night, you watch watch your team, and Oilers fans are watching their favorite team, and who are they going to be? What's their identity going to be? What are the strengths and weaknesses going to be? I mean, we're 55 games in now. And when the Oilers win the special teams battle and have goaltending that is... At least good, or at least matches the guy at the other end. They're going to be in the game. They they might not win every game, but it might come down to a shot or two, a play or two, and if they make it, they win. And I thought, I mean, that's exactly the formula tonight. Five on five, they're not a great team, and they, nope. they at, at times they had struggles five on five tonight. though certainly a better game than than Thursday, but this was, uh, I mean, a, a night twenty nineteen twenty Oilers formulaic victory.
5: Well, if the Oilers play in a game where the ref puts his whistle away, they find themselves in trouble because they are a team that right now is built to win specialty teams. They've got a great power play. They've got very good penalty killing. So when it's played, when the, when the referee starts calling penalties, well, that, that's a big advantage to those. It doesn't even matter how many he calls. He calls 10 each way. Huge advantage to the Edmonton Oilers. And tonight, again, their, their specialty teams comes through for them with big goals. But the one thing that they've been missing the last number of years has been the big save and they're getting that this year and mike smith there was a stretch in the second period where nashville had three or four golden scoring opportunities within a three minute span and he came up with save after save after save that you know nashville got the two nothing lead and at that point mike smith had one job don't let them get to three and he didn't so uh mike smith was excellent again tonight leon dry settled excellent again tonight and the others got a very important two points now i know that you're talking about they they're pulling within one to Vancouver. To me, the most important thing is they just pushed Nashville two parts farther away. I'm not worried about Calgary or Arizona or Vancouver in the standings. The teams that the Oilers and fans should worry about are the Winnipegs and the Nashville's. Those are the teams that if they get a push will be the wild card teams. Those are the teams if you know what, if you don't make it in the Pacific Division, you can make it in the wild card. If you don't make it in the wild card, you don't make the playoffs. So you always want to stay ahead of the teams that are chasing you in the wild card. Tonight was a huge game for the Oilers, pushing Nashville's two points further away.
2: So the Oilers record 29-20 and six on the season. As the three stars tonight, no doubt about Dry Settle. The first star, Smith named the second star, Connor McDavid, who gets an assist tonight. The goal in the second period that goes to chase on, was originally credited to McDavid and then uh, given to chase on our fourth star of the game is for West Point of Windermere a private estate lot only community just off to Drive visit white eagle homes I mean we could pick well, a couple guys to,
5: I mean- to me it, it, I'm shocked he wasn't one of the stars because Ryan Nugent Hopkins no, was excellent tonight uh, both goals that Leon scored were great passes by Ryan Nugent Hopkins RNH uh, tonight in the game had two, two assists was plus one Played 21 minutes. He was outstanding. Uh, to me, he was one of the three stars in the game. Uh, but because he wasn't picked by the people in the arena, he'll be yeah. our four-star.
2: Also played a minute 37 shorthanded. So, you and know, a minute and a half out of the order. There's uh, six minutes they were, well, I guess that one power play was a little a little split up. But, yeah, I, I thought that line as a whole was, it was better. I mean, Yamamoto obviously has injected some energy. He got an assist tonight as well and they 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 had a poor game on Thursday. That was that was the first time since they've been together where you thought, "Oh man, they they were a detriment almost in that game. But I I thought they were back to generating pressure, trying to get some second chances. And as the second period wore on, I thought man like they're they're close to getting one I mean they're around the net but it's there's a lot of not quites there's a lot of almost but they really stuck with it too. Well,
5: in the first period Yamamoto had a, a wide open one timer on a pass by dry settle Nugent Hopkins had a wide open shot on another pass by dry settle uh, they were dangerous all night long and they weren't good against San Jose but uh, and, and, and some players take heat when they have an off game every player in the National Hockey League has off game most of them have about you know, 10 over the course of a year. If you can get 72 good games out of your players, then you've done pretty good. Uh, they weren't very good, but when what happens when good lines or good players have an off night, the bounce back is usually pretty good. As, as Dave Tipp- Tippett talked about it, you don't have to tell good players when they had an off night. They know. And, and, and the best ones, they've got that inner drive to come out. You know what? That wasn't very good. Wait till you see me next game. And, that's, and it was almost like Leon Dreisettle When he scored the two goals, he opened up his arms. was like, all right, see? This is what I'm capable of doing. So don't doubt me. Uh, Leon was actually, he was the best player on the ice. The two best players on the ice tonight were Leon Dreisettle And then you had to look to the other team. Roman Yosi. He is. He's a great player. Oh, my God. Is he a good hockey player? He was all over the place. Now he's, well, I mean, he's a defenseman leading them in scoring.
2: Skates, passes, he does shoots, everything. defends. Plays obviously. against the other team's best yeah. players. Yeah, he, he and
5: Leon were the two best players. I mean, he has nice. 40
2: assists now this season.
5: Hey, well, he's their leading scorer. And, and also, I know that Nashville changed their identity because they went out and got some, some different offensive forwards. Duchesne, I didn't notice tonight at all in the game and the other one Ryan Johansson who's a nice player but they gave up Seth Jones for him Seth Jones has got one point less than Ryan Johansson he's a defenseman he's plus 11 so they they this team think about the defense that they could still have on this team they've drafted I mean Weber the, the suitors uh, was on this team Seth Jones was on this team not to mention a PK Subin who they've traded earlier they've done a really good job uh, building some great defensive players in their in their roster. Uh, but some of the fours they've gone out have not lived up to their expectations, and I think Duchesne is one of them.
2: Just to emphasize what Dave Tippett said about Connor McDavid, if, if you miss the play, I'm sure you can find it on whatever social media platform you have. McDavid crashed into the boards early in the second period, stayed down a little bit, got up, finished the shift, finished the period, and looked looked fine for the most part. I think he looked a little uncomfortable when he finished that shift. And Dave Tippett said he iced, he's got a bruise on his knee. I think he said above his knee. Or he said on top of his knee. Uh, iced it in the second intermission, iced it after the game.
5: Uh, every player in that dressing room probably iced something tonight this because his last name the, is mcdavid uh, it's a little different because his last name is mcdavid there's a little more worry with what happened with him in the offseason but no that was nothing did you see the calgary goal flames of Tide. i did right? uh, milan lucic drove wide dropped the puck to Derek ryan i don't know if you know but he played for the u of a and Derek ryan scored on markston i'd heard that a couple of times oilers
2: beat the predators 3-2 tonight at uh, at rogers place um
5: was that icing on Nashville that eventually set up their first goal? Yeah, it was icing. I, it, that one was a weird one because, I mean, Nurse wasn't even close to it. And, 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 and again... And was shot so hard anyway. It that's w- what, it made, that's it what was surprised hard. me. It, it was hard. Because there's some where you watch in the defenseman, you're like, okay, if that guy tries even 50%, he's going to get the puck. And he's going side to side, doing everything he can to allow a puck to cross the, the goal line, and they call those icing. That was a bullet up the middle, and it didn't affect the play. But what happened was, if they call the icing like it's supposed to be, the Nashville Predators are stuck in their own zone with the tired group. The others get to put out their offensive weapons and now the others have got a chance to, to set something up off the face-off. By not getting the, the call, which it should have been an icing call, eventually Nashville gets their change and now they get momentum continuing going their direction. So, linesmen, referees will miss calls, linesmen very rarely. Miss calls like when when they miss a call we get the video and you have to put it in freeze frame to see the quarter of a quarter of a quarter of an inch that the guy's foot was offside they're usually pretty good but that one there was uh pretty blatant it was a missed call and you could see the frustration with dave Tippett on the bench did you
2: think grandland dove no that was i, bad I didn't either i thought that, was, that should have been a power play that was, nashville.
5: That was yeah nashville should have a penalty i mean mcdavid power actually play. held sorry sorry power play. they should not uh, mcdavid grabbed him twice he grabbed him once and then he grabbed him again and that's when he went down uh that was a bad call by the referee
2: i want to i also want to talk about the gagne call because i i know that was uh got a bunch of booze at the time gagne heist sticked the player on a follow through you get away with it if it's the follow through on a shot it specifically says that in the rule book not if you're passing or dumping it in
5: but you know what was funny on that one the Gagne did it and it was I mean it was obvious where his stick was because the stick got caught in the ear hole of uh, right. the Nashville Predators helmet so it was it's pretty obvious it was a high stick the back referee put his hand up the referee that was closest to it said no kept shaking his head no and looking at the Nashville bench and he kept making the follow through sign with his hands and then even after the whistle went he went by the national bench. and said that's not a penalty, and he kept doing that. Then he looked over and saw that the other ref had called one. He skated over and said something, and Saint Pierre, the ref, shook his head, shook him off, said no, it's a penalty, and called the penalty there. So one ref was,
2: was making that, and that was the exact the same bench, thing that yeah. the
5: ref was doing. Uh, the, I'm, I'm not sure if the I think s- I,
2: was, with everything I saw. I believe that's the right call. It's a bit of a technicality, but they separate a shot from a pass?
5: To me, it should be. I mean, you just stuck a guy in the ear. I mean, it's pretty blatant what you did. You should have control over your stick. So I I don't know the rule, but to me, that should be a high stick.
2: All right, 3-2. The Oilers win it tonight over the Nashville Predators. Dreisaitl scores twice. Chason gets the power play goal with 8.1 seconds left in the second period that started the Oilers' comeback. You can get us by texting or calling 780 496 0063, $75 donation going to 630 Chedd Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit coveredalberta.ca. Ascended Financial giving $25 for every goal all season long to 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous. Uh, you know, Mike Smith, we touched on him briefly, Rob, but the second star tonight, 27 saves, 7 0 2 in his last nine decisions. We've talked about a couple of great saves on a Predators power play early in the second period. The thirty he held the fort. There was a funny play with about 30 seconds left. I don't even know how the puck skittered in front. I think the Oilers were trying to lob it down the ice, and it hit something and suddenly bounced to the goal. You know, he reacted and, and, and held that one out. And he's, it's, it's funny what's happened over the last seven weeks. The conversation has totally flipped with, with he and
5: Koska. Uh, He's been outstanding. He's given them those quality starts. And the one thing about watching him play net, uh, he's like when Jack Michaels calls a game, he can make a boring game sound exciting. Mike Smith can make a boring save look (laughs) exciting. (laughs) Or a stop behind the net. Every everything about him because he, he's he's just crazy in net. He's got the crazy do going. He's got his body's moving in a hundred different directions. He'll make the catch and then, is he gonna pass the puck? Is he gonna skate out? So everything about him is exciting. Uh, but the one thing that the Oilers have missed over the years and the last number of years has been. The big save at the right time. And Mike Smith is given to that. And we, we talked we've had Grant Fuhrer on our show a couple times and Grant Fuhr talked you've asked him, you know, when you let in a goal or does it bother you? And he said, Nope, I know it. My job is to not let the next one in. And that's what you're getting out of Mike Smith right now. They're down two nothing. If he gives up another goal, the game is over. But he didn't. He made the saves that he had to make and uh, that's why uh, Bob and Jack talking after the game, it's, it's simple. I mean, he's, he's the starter on, uh, against Chicago on Tuesday, and if he has a good game, he's probably going to play the next one after. I don't, it's not about feelings anymore. It's not about fair play. It's now about which goalie gives us the best chance, and over the last month and a bit, Mike Smith has been the better of the two goalies, and tonight we got an excellent, uh, an excellent game out of him, and the Oilers needed it.
2: All right, so 3-2, the Oilers take it. Smith scored in the first not, not our Smith. Oh, no, sorry, Craig Smith. <laughs> yeah, Craig, yeah, he could have. He has tried. He has tried, and he has. Well, they actually
5: showed the stats on the Nashville. I sit beside the Nashville's box in the in the upstairs, and they had the stats up where Peckarini has one goal and 16 assists, and Mike Smith has one <laughs> goal well, and right, 17 assists. scored yeah. this this yeah.
2: year, so he's got the uh, he's got the more recent one. Craig Smith in the first, Benino and Chase on in the second, and then Dry two in the third. Speaking of Mike Smith, here is the Oilers goaltender courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com.
6: Well, I, I thought you had <laughs> everyone but him. know okay. if he's like this a.
4: Uh you know, a night where your team battles back in, just sort of the battle level overall you guys have yeah. looking for at this point
6: in the season? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I don't think we started with the same energy that we needed to uh, to kind of counter what they were doing. I think they've played well of late, and they're a veteran team that's been in the playoffs before and know what it, knows what it takes, and they kind of took it to a new level tonight in the first, and we were okay. But I thought as the game got on, we, we got our legs back going. We got, you know, feisty on pucks, and, and. Uh, Obviously, got created some power plays for ourselves and capitalized on a big goal there at the end of the second, and you know, had a great third and, and able to get a big two points. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: think there were a couple of power plays there, when you had some back-to-back pretty big saves. Uh, feeling it pretty
6: good in, on a night like this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said it for the last few weeks now. I've, I feel like my game's you know the best it's been all season long, and. Um, I want to continue that in the most important games of the year. I want, to, I want to be my best, the best I can be at this time of the season when, it's the, when it means the most. That's the most fun to play in. Um, obviously, uh, there's ups and downs through the whole course of the season. You've got to stay as even keel as possible. and um, Right now, it's, it's going well, and you just got to ride it well taught.
7: You're, you have the personnel to win the pretty games with lots of goals and you know, beautiful plays and all that. But can you succeed if you can't win games like this one?
6: No no that's it (laughs) (laughs) well i think it's pretty obvious i think we we've seen we've seen our team when we've tried to outskill teams and outscore teams and it works for maybe a game or two here or there Um, but consistent consistently it doesn't it doesn't give yourself a chance to win on any given night doesn't give yourself a chance to make the playoffs let alone be a good team in the playoffs and i think this team's figuring that out slowly, but it's, it's we're figuring it out at important times of the season when we need to win games and need to move up in the standings, and and uh, I feel like our, our team's starting to figure out that there's a certain way this team needs to play, and if we play like that, we have a good chance of winning hockey games, and it's fun to win. All
2: right, that's Mike Smith, winning goaltender tonight. Oilers come from behind to beat the Predators 3-2. More post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. We'll get to your phone calls and texts at 780 We're live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. And now Smith, centering pass, wide open now, low. What a save, Mike Smith, on Mikhail Granlund. And let's see whether that's a momentum shift as he threw out the blocker and denied Grandland, who was looking for goals in three straight. One-timer Yossi sprawling left-pad save made by Smith. And then it's rocking it out of play by Craig Smith.
2: Good work there, shorthanded by Oilers goaltender Mike Smith. His save to the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Be wise, winterize, the Oilers take it 3-2 over the Predators tonight at Rogers Place. Rob will check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. One of the least popular players. Amongst those listening tonight, Matthew Kachuk has just put Calgary up 2-1. A
5: fan favorite in northern Alberta for sure, who apparently <laughs> is not very well liked in Vancouver either as he was in a fight earlier tonight. He just scored a goal to put Calgary up 2-1, and then the Vancouver Canucks' Bo Horvat just came in end-to-end and almost tied it up. But it's 2-1 Calgary early in the game. Lots of goals and a fight already in this one.
2: All right, that's an important game. It'll affect the Oilers uh, one way or another. It'll either keep the Flames... Behind them by four or three points, I guess, if it goes to overtime or uh, could keep with Vancouver within a point for first place. Late in the third, Stars and Blues tied 2-2. Pareco has both goals for St. Louis tonight, up to six on the season. Good St. Albert boy. Golden Knights, who are in that race with the Oilers, a one nothing lead on the Hurricanes. With seven minutes left in the first. The Jets got a power play hat trick
5: from Line, five two win over the Senators. I watched a little bit of that game this afternoon too. Line a starting to heat up for the Winnipeg Jets. They need it they don't have the same defense that they've had before, but they do have some Offensive players that can put the puck in the net.
2: This result helps Edmonton. Boston 4-2 over Arizona. Charlie Coyle scored twice, and Jake DeBrusco got his 18th. Uh,
5: The Arizona Coyotes are desperate to get their number one goalie back and healthy because they are... You're treading water right now, and they are falling down in the race. But what is that? Only
2: two wins in their last 11 now, I would think, and one of them was over Edmonton?
5: Again, we, we, I, I'll throw that out there again. If they continue to free fall, I believe Taylor Hall becomes in play at the trade deadline.
2: Kovalchuk, game winner in overtime for the Canadians. They beat the Leafs 2-1. Montreal not going away. They're not in a great spot, but they're not going away.
5: No, but I think they pulled within four points or something like that uh, of Toronto today. In that they they've been Five of Toronto. Five. Toronto
2: got a point, yeah. They,
5: they've been on fire as of late. They've turned their season around, but is it a matter of them running out of games before they get into that playoff spot?
2: Also, lightning over the Islanders. 3-1. Stamkos gets his 26. The Penguins beat the Panthers 3-2. Tristan Jari, the former Oil King, another win for the Penguins in that game. Devils shut out the Kings' 3-0. Blake Coleman gets his 21st. His name has come up a little bit in uh, trade speculation with the Oilers. I'm not sure if the Devils would trade one of their
5: best well, players. Yeah, that's one that everybody wants. I, I, yeah, he would love it, to
2: have a 21 goal scorer yeah, pop and, into the lineup. He's
5: still fairly young, isn't he? I mean, he hasn't been around. He's not in his 30s yet, I wouldn't think. I, I don't know a whole lot about the kid other than he's 21. He's got 21 goals and he's on a good contract. I'm, that's not the type of player that you trade away if you're the New Jersey Devils and you're trying to restart your... He's, yeah, he, turned,
2: he turned 28 in November. Yeah, so
5: no, I, I wouldn't be moving him.
2: The Flyers pound the Capitals 7-2. Couturier, a couple of goals in that one, up to 15 on the season. Avalanche get by the Blue Jackets 2-1. McKinnon, the game winner, as he gets his 31st of the season. 12 games tonight in the National Hockey League. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will bring Robert onto the show. Robert, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, Robert, go ahead. Um,
9: well, for while, well, I I have uh, my first thought. I would I want to talk about that that uh, that Roman Yossi kid on Nashville. I mean, he, he is a he is a. He 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 is something else to watch back there. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you know I mean, he's he's one of the he's one he, he's one of the more elite defensemen that I've seen play in in quite a while. So I got to kind of kind of wanted your guys' thoughts on him. I know you know you touched on him a little bit earlier, but then uh, and also I wanted to talk about uh, Mike Smith and Ned. I mean, I thought he was, you know, you know, we fall behind two nothing, you know, less than three minutes left in the second you're thinking oh no oh, oh no you know we're don't worry we're down by two we're going to the going to third down by two it's going to be tough but then after that i thought i thought smith was smith was uh, absolutely lights out after that
5: yeah smith gave, yeah, that's, yeah that's, smith that's, gave him the start that they needed absolutely he was very very good tonight and he's been doing that now for the last month and a bit and robin yossi uh, honestly i i wish we could watch nashville more because i don't know if i've been entertained by an opposition defenseman like I was with Yossi. like he does everything. Like, and it's a lot of defensemen. They'll have that one rush every two or three shifts, and then they'll still hang back and wait for that next moment to rush. He would lead a rush, then he would back check first, and then he would lead the rush again. Uh, he is by far their best player, and I, I I know that there's a lot of very good defensemen in the in the league, but I'm not sure there's a defenseman out there that carries a team like Roman Yossi does. Uh, he's as good as there is in the National Hockey League and was by far the best player on the ice tonight for the Nashville Predators.
2: He had that one attack where he circled the net one and a half Twi- times. Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe it's two full times. I mean, well, Usually, that's something McDavid or Kane would
5: do. Ex- exactly what I was thinking at the same thing. I'm like, that's I've seen McDavid do that a couple times because he's such a good skater. I've seen Kane, but not normally a defenseman that does that, and... Uh, he just and the confidence he has with the puck like he'll have three guys on him and he'll do like a little spinorama and then pop out between them all yeah i roman yosi again he's as good as any defenseman in the national hockey league probably underrated for the simple fact that he plays in nashville and and we just don't get to see him near as much as we'd like to uh this texture
2: says can you talk about tyler benson uh should they uh play the younger guys and develop them. What did he wind up with tonight? Uh, five nineteen. Didn't play a ton. Just got eight shifts. Yeah. I. I mean, I think you'd sooner. At, at least for me, er, there's obviously potential there. He's done great in the American Hockey League. If he's if he's up here and scratched or playing five minutes, he's better off yeah, playing I mean, in Baco To me,
5: I mean, he didn't play five minutes last game. This was a game that, as Dave Tippett talked about, it, it's they fell behind uh, he found lines that were going and, and he rolled them and uh, Benson again this is and Dave Tippett referred to this earlier this isn't training camp this isn't exhibition season this is a must-win hockey game for the Edmonton Oilers so it's not a time where you're going to bring a player up and okay we got to get him his 12 minutes because he's a young kid players that are deserve of the minutes in that game is going are going to get the minutes now if Benson isn't capable of uh, of keeping up or of being in, in that position then yeah they'll put him sending him down to the minors and I know that Bob talked about it after the game that if James Neal is back next game and I have no idea in, uh, on the, in that situation but if James Neal is back Benson would be the guy that comes out of the lineup and if he comes out of the lineup then he'll go down to the minors and play he won't sit in the stands up here that makes no sense but tonight I, I it's really hard to gauge what an offensive player does in a game when he's not playing in offensive situations and it's the Oilers uh, they've got. If you're not on the top two lines, you're not in an and that offensive line didn't play. No,
2: at the, I mean Haas played four and a half. Casting only played seven minutes tonight. Yeah. So yeah, it was basically a three-line game.
5: Yeah, and uh, the three lines that played played well. They did. Um, again, though, the one thing that people are going to be looking for at the trade deadline is someone to play with Connor McDavid.
2: Well, and again, and that's still like we talked about earlier. The the, the Oilers were. I mean, I think they worked hard tonight. They, they they came with more energy. They mm-hmm. stayed in the game. They're, they're still not a great five-on-five team. Nope. And the one thing Tippett said yesterday when he started his media availability shortly after ripping into the players on the ice, his first answer was a short one when he was asked, what'd you tell him? Don't turn the puck over at our own blue line. That's still happen more times tonight than I think you would want.
5: Well, it would, but it, I mean, you can look at Nashville's game. Oh, you are going to see they make the same mistakes. It's which team makes the fewer mistakes. I think at the end of the night, both teams could say we should have won this game. Nashville is sure. going to say, I mean, they were one bounce away. I mean, it was a bad bounce. goes off Taurus's foot. That doesn't go in. Nashville probably wins a hockey game. I thought it was entertaining. I thought the, the work ethic was better for the Oilers. I thought the energy was better. I thought the desperation was better. Their top players played better. Uh, and they got the big save, so it's, they're going in the right direction. This, if they play like that on any given night, they give themselves the opportunity to win. The way they played against San Jose the other night, if they play they, like that most nights, they're going to find themselves on the wrong side of the scoreboard, so this was certainly a, a, a step in the right direction, and it just gets harder for the Edmonton Oilers. There's, there's, there's no easy teams coming in for them to say, all right, we can play our B game tonight and probably get two points. This is a, a big stretch for the Oilers, and tonight they passed uh, they passed goal number one. Predators
2: unable to win their third in a row. They have not won three in a row since they won four in a row right at the end of October. John Hines was not the coach then. He is now. Let's hear from him. Courtesy BDO, First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees.
7: How do you view this one overall here tonight? Uh, I thought we deserved better tonight. I, I, I really liked our game. I thought uh, I thought we played well. I thought we, we uh, played well enough to win. I think unfortunately a couple bad bounces went in. You know, particularly the first goal, and then um, you know we got to find a way to kill that four on three to be able to go in. But um, I think there's a lot to build off of, of, uh, of tonight's game, and uh, unfortunately we didn't find a way to win it. But uh, I think if we play like we played tonight more often than not, we're going to find ways to win games. That bad
4: bounce—it came so late in that second period. I guess how tough to get over something like that is, because
7: you look like you're in complete control. Yeah, no, you know what—that—that's you know what, uh, that, part of the game. I didn't—I didn't think it was a big factor in it. To be honest with you, we, we talked about it in between in between periods, and it was—you uh, know—it was a bounce, and then you got to be able to come out with some energy in the third. And um, I thought their first couple shifts in the third period were good, but I still thought, you know, as, as it went on, we we gathered ourselves and went in. I just, you know, be honest—I just think. A couple bounces went in the net, and um, but you know you got to stay steady on the rudder. I think we played a good game, we're coming, there's belief, we're playing the game the right way, um, so unfortunately we didn't get it tonight, but we got to make sure we're moving on to Vancouver here. Joe said it looked like he was having a quiet first two periods, and then he's, those are the stars that just kind of elevate their game. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a big-time player, and uh, he made a couple big-time plays, and uh, they wound up being a big difference in the game. That's what happens in the league when you have uh, a superstar type of guy. Maybe just a comment on UC's game tonight. I thought Juice played really well you know, early in the game. I thought he was sharp and ready. They had some pretty, pretty good looks early, in the, early in, the, uh, in the first period. And then I thought uh, as the game went on, he, you know, he, he gave us a chance to win. And uh, a couple of the goals that beat him were seeing eye shots. You know, two, two of dry titles goals were seeing eye shots. And you know, even that four on three goal, it's like a saucer pass, bouncing any one touch, one times it right in. And uh, those things happened. So uh, I thought he played really well. And, and uh, you know, he was kind of a little bit indicative of our team. I mean, we, we played well enough to win the game. We didn't find a way to do it. Uh, so we got to find it against Vancouver. Thank you, All right.
2: Thanks. All right. That is John Hines from the Nashville Predators. They go to 26, 21, and 7 with this loss. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on the Oilers page on 630shed.com. That allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at a Japanese village. AAA Steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your census. Alright, Oilers win at 3-2 over the Preds. Seven-eight-zero-four-nine-six-zero-zero-six-three. We have Will on the line who's going to finish the play with us tonight, but first, Will, give us your thought or your question.
8: Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, just uh, the, I just wanted to discuss the goaltending. Uh, the coach tip that seems to favor going one, two games, rotating. Do you think he'll deviate from that uh, in the near future here regarding playoff positioning in the drive and kind of ride the hot goalie a bit uh, using that philosophy? What what are your thoughts? Well, he
2: has deviated from it. I mean, Smith has started. What are we at now? Uh, Six of the last nine. Going back even further. I'm doing this on the fly, Rob. But I believe it would be ten of the last fourteen. So Smith and then, has started, and he, and he then he's, he was leaning a bit towards Koskinen before that. Yeah, before that, so, so he, he has He, he, did, he did sneak away from it, kind of mid Decemberish.
8: Just one, one other quick question uh, regarding Connor and the trade talk about that discussion and how soon? How soon do you do you think that the, the upper management
5: folks that looking into acquiring acquire a winger to maybe assist or support Connor's line? Well, I think they're always looking. It's a matter of what you can get and who's available. Um, I mean, it's not easy to say, okay, we want that player, let's go get him. You got to have something that they want. You have to fit in under uh, the salary cap. Uh, it all depends on the term that that player has. I don't think the Oilers are going to go make a big splash where they give up a bunch of prospects for someone that's just going to be a rental, that makes no no sense at all for the Oilers. So uh, what they find for Connor, it it might not be at the trade deadline. They may have to wait till the summer to find someone that they're going to fit in their top six. Uh, they're not going to mortgage the future for just for a couple months. They're going to make sure that whatever moves they make are are ones that are going to benefit the Oilers for years to come.
8: you think it re- is reasonable to go like a, a, a rental, like a haul, like that's, will that fit under the cap?
2: They'd, well, they'd have to move money out. That's the, that's the problem. So mm-hmm. that means you're either giving up a good player who's well-paid or a, a depth player who's maybe overpaid. I, and I, that wouldn't be appealing to, to Arizona. I,
5: I would never overpay for a for a rental. I, I just mm-hmm. think it makes no sense. At the end of the day, only one team wins the Stanley Cup, yet all the teams that give up first-rounders or give up prospects uh, are giving up part of their future. For that hope that they're that team, so I, it makes no sense for me to, to. I don't think the others are close enough to being a Stanley Cup uh, contending team that they can start giving up players with the name Bouchard or Broberg or players of that ilk. Yeah. So to me, I, the, I mean, the trade
2: maybe a, a team would retain some salary, but you'd still have to. But you still the have, money But it
5: doesn't even not even the money. You'd have to give up if you're going to go after someone like Hall. You're going to have to give up really good prospects, and it's not worth it. For, All right. for a guy to leave right. two months later and, and sign elsewhere. we
2: Will, stay on the line. You're going to finish right. the play just awesome. for playing. You get up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking. The best price on Edmonton Airport Parking. Book online JetSetParking.com. self park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code Ched. Del, off the draw. Clef bump. Still 15 seconds here. Shot
1: McDavid. Deflected. Into the net. Off of Kyle Turris. And the Oilers do get one before the break.
2: Okay. That goal was originally credit to McDavid. However, another oiler wound up getting it. Was that Chason or Bear? Chason. Absolutely, Will. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Valued at 1000 bucks. Safe Adrenaline Pumping Fund. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Oilers take it 3-2. You'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl. Two goals tonight when we get back to Studio 99. Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: Colton Hugen, Hopkins across, try. suttle has got a step, turning at home inside out, scoring! Off the right, posted in, we- Seidel's 30th of the year is the equalizer.
2: Leon Drysidle scores twice in the third. Oilers beat the Predators 3 2. His performance as compared to Thursday against the Sharks is our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. He was excellent tonight, has 85 points on the season to lead the NHL. Here's Drysidle.
6: Or do you guys paddle back to get that yeah,
10: I said it out there. You know, this time of year, it's about sticking with it. You know, it doesn't have to be pretty. Um, you know, two points is two points for us. So um, it's a it's a gutty win for us, and uh, I think that's huge for a group.
6: Yeah, really? uh, the power play
4: was a weapon for you guys tonight. What, what did you like about the
10: way you kind of worked it around? Yeah, we, we found different looks. I thought, um, so, uh, kind of what what we've been so good at uh, all year. You know, um, setting setting different guys up and then looking for um, you know different things on the power play, kind of be a little unpredictable. So uh, I thought it was good. A couple of uh,
4: maybe not you know, being held pointless for a couple of games for you. <laughs> This is maybe
2: the third period, and is this to kind of show the evolution in your game that you're able to really
10: take over a game at uh, this point in the, the crucial contest? Yeah, I mean, you know, the team needs me. The team needs everyone, you know, so um, I thought our line was uh, a lot better tonight than, than the nights before. Um, I think it's okay to... Um, you know, play a few games, maybe not your best games, but you have to make sure you sp- you respond. And uh, I thought our line was, was good tonight. We created, uh, scored a big goal. So um, yeah, it was a good night.
4: It looked like there was some jogging back like, with the bench. Did you, like, you set something
10: on the way No, I didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> they kicked one into their own. That one always looked like it was going to be 2 nothing after 40.
2: That kind of looked like it almost
10: like a... Yeah, it was huge. That goal was big. Um, you know, obviously, uh, if you go into the third down 2 nothing, it's it's a lot harder to come back than 2-1, you know. Um, but like I said, uh, we battled hard. We stuck with it, and uh, it's us big two points first.
2: Okay, that's Leon Dreissel. Two goals tonight as the Oilers beat the Nashville Predators 3-2 at Rogers' place. The Oilers get their twenty-ninth win of the season twenty-nine twenty and uh, six on the year. Dry settle Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto strong game. Mike Smith the strong game. Uh, we haven't talked about Josh Archibald. He got involved, A couple of big hits and. Uh, Desperate defending in the final minute With the Predators going on the bench for an extra attacker
5: Yeah, the Oilers got uh, quality minutes From from a a lot of their players And you have to have that This is not the time of year where you're going to be able to ride one line Or or you're going to be able to say Okay, the two stars will take us to victory tonight There's going to be moments in the game Where certain players have to step up With a big hit, with a block shot Getting a puck out, getting a puck in uh, all of those little things that come uh, at the end of the game—they they might not be recognized in the score sheet, but they're certainly recognized in the coach's office. And there's certain players that play in uh, particular um, parts of the game because of what they're capable of doing. And Archibald is certainly one of them.
2: Seven eight zero zero six three. We'll welcome Daryl to overtime open line. Go ahead, Daryl. Good morning. Um,
8: this is kind of off topic. Back to, uh, a few games ago. Uh, Everybody was uh, getting on Kara's ass for uh, not playing the way he should be playing. And um, I started to think that uh, maybe the boy wants to be traded. So, and what popped into my mind was um, Patrick Maroon. Uh, He loved this city, and uh, he even said when he was departing that I'll return you know, I don't know. That's a kind of McCarthy statement, but um, I would love to see Maroon back here. You know, and I wonder if there's any sense in doing that. You know,
2: it's.
5: Uh, I don't um, think so. I, I I think the, I don't think his feet are quick enough to play now. I think that's one of the reasons that he he moved on.
2: And I think Kara's, I think Kara's value, unfortunately, is is not that high right now. Yeah. So, I- I, yeah, think I, just, yeah, I, I think he's just. Okay, gotta, well,
8: I think he's just got a. Yeah,
2: no, fair question. Maroon did. I mean, Maroon had a twenty. Was it 20, twenty-seven? He got to mm-hmm. in the playoff year. He was, he was excellent with yep. McDavid and and, and You know, he won a Stanley Cup last home, year. Scored a, scored a yep. game seven overtime yeah. winner. He was a, he was an important part of the the Blues for sure. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay's going pretty well right now so i don't know if they'd want to
5: they're not shake they're not subtracting things no they're, 10, they're
2: probably not looking to add care necessarily no. but no fair question well, Daryl. thanks a lot 7804 oh sorry go ahead
8: yeah i was gonna say he's only got a uh, one-year contract with uh with uh the lightning so um who knows you know it's not up to me
2: anyway so
8: anyway Daryl, where night. are
2: you that you said good morning Oh, I, no i'm here in edmonton okay well so, sometimes we get morning okay i get it sometimes we get we have had calls from what uh australia maui mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, yeah 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 well, so yeah, in a few
8: years i'll be uh calling from god knows
2: where okay I mean, appreciate it daryl right on 780-496-0063 before we get to any more phone calls Let's go back down to the Preds dressing room for BDO First Call Debt Solutions. Bankruptcies and consumer proposals, licensed insolvency trustees. He had a goal tonight for Nashville. Here's Craig Smith.
3: Um, obviously disappointing. Um, had the league going in third and uh, ended
4: up losing. You guys looked like you were complete control after the first phase and then a bad bounce off a skate goes in the net. Was that kind of the turning point of the game for you guys?
3: I mean, you say that because it's at the end of the period? But no, I mean, funky bounce like that, in good position. Terry had it. It's just uh, that was unfortunate.
2: A game you feel like you should have had a point in anyway?
3: And yeah, anytime you're winning, going into the third period, for sure. For sure. It was a good game, though. I mean, it was, the, it was a lot of back and forth. It was I it was exciting and fast, and... Um, but, you know, it would be really nice to get the win there.
7: Other than the results, obviously, anything you'd like to see different, done differently for Monday?
3: That win.
4: Nice saddle. Uh quiet first two periods, but he's a guy, you know, those stars can kind of just turn
7: it on in a third like that.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he made a really nice shot there. Um, two nice shots, so, I mean, you got to give him credit. I mean, <clears throat> we had some good looks, too, and hit the pipe there right at the end. I think it went off the glove first, but... Um, you know, that's the name of the game, getting inside that box and just bearing down and, and trying to pick a
7: corner. Thanks, Craig.
2: Craig Smith from the Nashville Predators, now up to 13 goals this season. Pardon me, that was his 12th. Last six years going backwards, 21-25-12, 21-23-24. Except for that one year, I mean, he always, he always finds a way. I mean, that's, that is an ideal secondary scorer type yeah, of player. He's a
5: good hockey player and he, and he plays with a little bit of edge. He's the kind of player that most teams would be looking for to add at playoff time. Uh, the Nashville Predators are desperate for him to continue a hot streak and if he gets 20 goals, that'll go a long way of getting Nashville back into the playoffs. Alright,
2: let's go to Tony on the line. Tony, thanks a lot for calling. Edmonton 3, Nashville 2, the final. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going,
4: boys? Good. Uh, I have a question for you guys, because I don't know if it's going to be, like, I know you guys talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but do you find that the icings are getting a little, I don't know how you'd say it, a little ridiculous because, as you guys said, that one that was on us, that it was supposed to be an icing call, it wasn't, but yet there are ones that, that shouldn't be called that are called. What are you guys' what are you opinions
2: on these ice calls that we're getting? I, I think that's I, that's a one-off. Yeah, there there was one in the third that the Oilers were called for that probably should have been waved off, but it, it's very rare. The,
5: the linesmen in the National Hockey League are good. They're very, very good. They they rarely miss one. That was a missed call, and I think that's why Dave Tippett talked about it because it was so obvious. Most times the, the linesmen get it right. No, I'm just,
4: I'm just
2: wondering. Thank you, boys. Okay, appreciate it, Tony. 780496. Zero zero six three. Uh, I think we have a couple of guys on the line. We'll get you in after the nine o'clock news as the Oilers pull out a three-two win over the Nashville Predators. Drysudel scores twice. Chase on had a power play goal. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with a couple of excellent setups. the The winning power play goal was actually on a on a four-on-three power play with uh, McDavid in the penalty box. Uh, uh, Dreisaitl had been McDavid and Granlund had gone off for tripping and diving, respectively. And then Dreisaitl was uh, knocked down by Tenorti, which eventually set up the game winner. All right. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Fort. Or there's take it
0: 3-2. Live. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, the Oilers come
2: back 2-0 down to beat the Nashville Predators 3-2 tonight at Rogers Place. Quick update of the Edmonton Trailers scoreboard. Just uh, teams in the Pacific Division, Flames and Canucks 2-2 after one. Golden Knights leading the Hurricanes 3-1 early in the second period earlier today the Coyotes lost 4-2 in Boston. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown in Studio 99. Thanks for staying with us. Well, Rob, do you have your brass tacks ready?
5: <laughs> uh, no, I don't have any brass tacks in my house, so we have to wait and whenever a friend calls, he'll, he'll, maybe oh, he'll lend us some he's, brass he's tacks. Here,
2: he's here right now. JP, it's Saturday night. It's nine oh six. I hope there's at least one bottle of wine down. What's on your mind, buddy?
11: Damn right, there's at least one bottle of wine down. I, I needed about two. Actually, I did about almost three during the first two periods. And in the third, I went right to the variety because of the steam waking up. Finally, I said to myself, well, let's get down to it. Let's get down to brass You want to hear brass Let's get down to brass When the oiler wake up, I was like, oh, all right, okay. Time to crack a little brown oil. Let's get into the mix. Have a little fun. So let's get down the brass pass, if you guys don't mind. I know you'll make fun of my, uh, my go-to line. That's fine. Walker come back, but I did not expect, I did not expect this to point. I did not expect this two points. And Leon up. this guy is one of those guys, he drives me fast. But he is uh, top of the league for a reason. He just decided to turn it on like a light bulb back in the night. You know what? But the reason I phone is because I just want to say we got two points when I thought we'd get zero points. And I've had four or five bottles of wine and a bunch of rice. And I love Rob. I want the autograph. That's why I called. Thank you.
2: Right.
5: Rob, how can you constantly deny JP's request? i just waiting for him to come have a drink with me here. I'm here, every, I'm here every game. That's true. Same spot. That's true. Same spot. That's true. I, you'd have, you might have to. I don't know if you could drink as
2: much wine as JP. That you'd, sounds like a, a challenge. <laughs> a challenge accepted by Rob. Rob, that reminds me. I got some you know, mail for you at the station. have to get it next time you come in. People mail Rob hockey cards. Well, is it always hockey cards to sign? Is there ever anything
5: else? Uh, there have been other things. Mainly it's hockey cards. Those are the easiest L- well, ones like, to sign. What send. other things, Rob? No, just paraphernalia. <laughs> Three stuff that I can talk about on radio.
2: 3-2, the Oilers win. Uh, if you missed what, what Dave Tippett said about Connor McDavid, who crashed into the boards in the second period, looked a little bothered at first, but didn't miss a shift. Uh, according to Tippett, McDavid iced the knee and uh, needed a little more ice after the game. And it, it, according to Tippett, it's nothing serious. So obviously we'll keep an eye on that. Oilers do not practice tomorrow. They practice Monday and uh, play again on Tuesday against the Chicago Blackhawks. 780 496 Patrick phoning in this evening. Patrick, thank you for calling. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I
4: uh, watched interview on uh, hockey, night, uh, hockey day in Canada with Paul Coffey and McLean in Yellowknife. And uh, that Paul Coffey, there was an offensive defenseman uh, right up there with your Yossi. But uh, I don't. I don't know if it's fair to talk about the game against uh, uh, Nash or the uh, two nights ago. But I saw Ethan Bear go on a rip in the third period. The game was out of hand, and Ethan Bear goes up in the corner. You want a puck? Go get your own puck. And he just went in there and tried to score. They knock the puck away, he comes back, he grabs it and says I'm just going to score a goal. I want to score a goal and I'm going to score a goal and he scores a goal. That was so exciting. I love that kid. I think he's got a future and he is a real potential offensive defenseman. What do you think?
2: I think Ethan Bears had a very good season. I think he's uh, overachieved relative to the expectations. I think for the most part, he's he's played with a lot of poise. And I mean, at his age, Rob,
5: hopefully the best is yet to come. No, uh, he was not expected to be a top four defenseman this year coming into the Oilers training camp. He's earned everything he's got. He's fun to watch. He's got skill. Uh, There's been a few blips, but very few on, on the course of the season. Uh, no, the, this kid has given them the, the, the depth from the minors that they've, sat, uh, they've badly needed over the last number of years, and he's for real. So uh, Ethan Baer is going to be an M to for a long, long time.
2: All right, Dreisaitl, two goals. This man assisted on both of them. Here's number 93, Ryan Nugent Hopkins
10: with it and started to get more chances in the second and as the game went on there and uh, um, then came out and had some a uh, couple good looks at uh, that first shift in the third period so uh, we just kind of, yeah, I mean stuck with it and that was the key tonight. A
4: lot of people, I mean everybody watches Connor Close, takes a little tumble on the end boards, nice to see that he finished the game but does that kind of get everybody's attention
10: on the bench too? Yeah, for sure I mean uh, um, it does so much for us, it's uh, it's is tough to see. I mean, uh, especially with kind of stuff that's happened in the past. But um, I mean, he's and we we know how tough he is. He wants to play play through stuff. But um, I mean, obviously, uh, we trust him that he's if he has the confidence to go out there and uh, battle through it. Um, and obviously, uh, I, I mean, if he can, then that's what we want. But at the same time, he's got to take care of himself for sure. Thanks.
2: Yeah. All right, that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins as he gets two assists. Leon Dreisaitl scores twice. The Oilers come from behind. They were down 2-0. They win it 3-2 over Nashville to go to 29-20 and 6 on the season. They are currently in second place in the Pacific Division, one behind Vancouver, one ahead of Vegas. And just a quick update here before we go, Calgary leading Vancouver 3-2 early in the second period and Vegas is up 3-1 on the Hurricanes about seven minutes into the second period. You can get more on globalnews.ca, 630 com. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer back at 630chad. Our next game broadcast is Tuesday, 5.30 face-off show. The puck will drop at 7 as the Oilers host the Chicago Blackhawks. We've been live in Studio 99, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas, overtime open line. Presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Oilers take down the Predators 3-2. Have a great night.
0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.